Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Throughout the month of February, we're going to hear from the people behind documentaries nominated for this year's Oscar Award. Some of you know we do this every year. We invite the directors of the usually five uh, documentaries that are nominated for Best Feature Documentary at the Oscars, and we're doing it again this year while other media focus on, you know, Barbie and, you know, lots of great films, um, but that are not documentaries. We do the documentary track. So up first is the actual man behind the music we just heard, Bobby Wine, Ugandan singer, politician, and subject of our first Oscar documentary, Bobby Wine, The People's President. Um, The film spans the years 2016 to 2021, showing Bobby's rise in Ugandan politics and the repression he faced while running for president in the country's 2021 election. So Bobby Wine joins us now, yay, along with the director of the film, Moses Boyo. Bobby and Moses, welcome to WNYC. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, Bobby, I'll say your story begins with an introduction of your wife, Barbara, or Barbie, not that Barbie. Why start there? Well, I, in many ways, uh, our lives are one and the same. Um, there probably wouldn't be a Bobby without Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Moses, um, for your first question, this documentary encompasses the years of 2016 to 2021. As I said, tell our listeners completely unfamiliar with Bobby Wine, completely unfamiliar with Ugandan politics. Why did you decide to start documenting this story and even before he ran for president? Thank you for having us, Brian. Um, Bobby is such an in- incredible character. You know, he had just gotten into parliament and he was speaking to my heart and many others like me, you know, youth in Uganda. Um, and, you know, he was asking all of us to get involved. Um, he was really this charismatic leader, musician turned politician, you know, we can't go wrong. Um, and he was just inspirational. And we had seen him from the ghetto, you know, change his life, build himself up, become a successful musician, sing about, you know, the, the going zone in the country. But now he wanted us all to participate in what was happening in the country. He inspired us. And, you know, we just felt like um, it was a story worth telling. Um, yeah. Bobby, were you a musician before you were interested in politics or you were you interested in politics but first broke out publicly as a musician? How do the two intersect in your life going back as far as you want? Well, uh, actually, politics in my, in my life goes as far as before I was born. My grandfather was uh, one of the rebel fighters with General Yoweri Museveni and uh, he worked so hard in that liberation struggle or what we co- thought was a liberation struggle to bring General Museveni. However, because of my grandfather and my father's involvement in that struggle, we lost everything because there was a crackdown by the former government of Uganda. And uh, that's how I ended up in the ghetto with my mother because my father was a political prisoner. And my mother warned us never to get involved in politics but work so hard and change our lives. And that's exactly what I did until one day when uh, I was attacked by one of the, uh, you know, errant 
security officers and uh, humiliated me that I saw that I need to also add my musical voice, which was very popular then, mm. to ensure that I contribute to change. That is how I got back in politics. Uh -huh. Were you trying to keep your music separate from politics, or did you always have some political thread in some of your lyrics? Well, my music, because uh, since that attack, it changed from entertainment to edutainment, and I started addressing social issues, social injustice, and also behavior change. But again, that had sparked a transformation in me that ended up having me sing revolutionary songs and criticizing injustices and government excesses. It was one step leading to another. Did you say your music changed from entertainment to edutainment? Oh, yes. That's a great way to put it. Um, and more for people who don't know your story, I see that you were arrested and held in military barracks in 2018, and then upon your release, you were forced to flee to the United States. Would you tell some of that story of, of why you were detained and, and what you were endured while you were imprisoned? Uh, thank you. Uh, I must say that as we speak now, my music is banned in Uganda. But before it happened, it is the music that uh, endeared me to the people that I ran and become a member of parliament. And I did not stop there. But a revolution had started and I kept moving around the country, you know, campaigning for other pro-change candidates until I was arrested by the military, tortured so bad. And that was in, in, in 2018. I had to run to the United States for treatment, but I didn't stay in the United States. I went back. That arrest by the military and torture changed so much in me. It sparked a, a wild attention on Uganda, and we wanted to use that to create more attention on the situation in Uganda. That is what we are still doing up to now. So Moses, for you as a filmmaker who started following... Bobby Wine in Uganda in 2016. I mean, these incredible twists and turns in his life. Uh, th this is not what you thought you were getting yourself into, was it? No. Uh, so, you know, as we started making the film, myself and, and my co-director, Christopher Sharp, we, we wanted to tell a story of a musician turned politician. You know, Bobby said, uh, the get uh, the get the ghetto has come to parliament when he mm -hmm. after he 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 swore uh, because the parliament had failed to get to the ghetto. So we wanted to tell that story of a young successful musician, you know, inspirational leader coming to parliament and you know um, uh, you know bringing bringing. Um, uh, uh, bringing change and bringing bills, you know, that kind of story is what he wanted to tell with his beautiful family. Uh, but in the end, you know, he decides to run for president. And the moment he l led and he said, we are going to remove Museveni from power in 2018, the Ugandan dictatorship that has been in power for 38 years uh, increased um, its its terror upon him and his his you know those around him and his family. So increasingly, we saw that the film, sorry, the the yes, the film and the camera had become a protection for him and his family and the people around him. So in in fact, uh, it became more and more apparent that we needed to tell the story. Listeners, by the way, we can take a few phone calls. Any Bobby Wine fans out there or anybody with ties to Uganda 
in any way. The phones are open, 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692, or you can also text us at that number if you have a comment or a question. And if you're just joining us, this is episode one of our annual Oscar documentary series. Uh, We invite the directors of usually five, uh, there are usually five, all five documentaries that are nominated for the Best Feature Documentary Oscar, and we're kicking off the series today with the um, filmmaker Moses Bio, who made the movie called Bobby Wine, the People's President, and we are delighted and honored to have the subject of the film, Bobby Wine, uh, as also in this segment as our guest, 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692. And Moses, we've been hearing some of Bobby's story. Tell us some of your story. Uh, are you also Ugandan? Yeah, so Brian, I was born and, and grew up in Uganda. In fact, um, my co-director, Christopher Sharp, uh, who's uh, English, his parents, uh, his dad was born in Uganda and Christopher himself was also born in Uganda, but they had to flee the country because of the Idi Amin regime. Um, anyway, but yes, I was born in Uganda and I, uh, you know, I lived in Uganda all my life, um, but, you know, I must say, when we started making this story, I didn't know that I would currently be living in the U.S. I am now a political asylee in America. Uh, so really, the stakes have been high for this film, and so much has changed. As we started, I never thought I would have to seek political asylum in another country. But by the end of the filming, you know, I had been shot in the face, locked up in prison, while making the film, shot in the face at close range, um, wow. you know, uh, yeah. But the the craft and dedication to the craft and telling the story was what inspired me to keep going. Yeah. yeah. It is this a result of your making the film because you were seen as associated with Bobby Wine at the time that he wound up having to leave the country. Yeah, so uh, it had become increasingly dangerous uh, to, I mean, in the beginning, the violence was happening to Bobby, his supporters, and the politicians around him and his family. But increasingly, as we got close to the uh, 2021 election, that vi- the violence was now meted upon the fourth estate, journalists, filmmakers, and people who were covering the story and I had been following Bobby for five years. And at that point, you know, they 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 had identified me. Um, yeah, so uh, they, they, I mean, regardless of what happened, I, I had to keep going. There was a revolution happening in front of me. It was a blessing to cover this story. And if you would ask me, I would do it again. Wow. Bobby, I wonder what you have to say about Moses. I mean, you know, you take risks have taken risks as both a politician and a musician in the context of Uganda. Here he is being a documentary filmmaker just covering you, and he winds up in exile. What, what do you have to say about him? Uh, first of all, I would say that I met uh, Moses at a professional level. He was film director and camera guy, but... Uh, by the time he had to run out of the country, we had become 
uh, comrades in the struggle yeah. and brothers. Yeah. Uh, there came a time when he forget ab- got about his own camera, where being that we are both Ugandans and uh, mm-hmm. uh, relatively young people and uh, responsible for the future of our country, we would hold very uh, passionate conversations about our country mm-hmm. and we started suffering the same, like you said, uh, like he mentioned it, um, he also got targeted like all other journalists and people mm. that were around me. We were even put in under house arrest <laughs> together by the military. Moses yeah. went to prison yeah. uh, when he was caught uh, filming us. He was arrested numerous times. He was shot in the face and all that. And now that he's in exile, he cannot come home. He cannot see his mother or his family uh, anymore. It is much more than just the film. For us, it is a fight for the right to be home with our families. Incredible commitment, incredible courage. Nazozi in Silver Spring, Maryland. You're on WNYC with Bobby and Moses. Hello. Hi. Good morning, Brian. First time, long time. Uh, Bobby and Moses, nice to meet you here. Moses, we met doing your film screening here in Washington, and we're in Silver Spring um, about a year ago. I don't know if you recall me, but we've been following each other on Instagram since then. Uh, Bobby, it's wonderful to meet you here on the phone today. I've been following you for many years. I'm Ugandan-American, born and raised in Silver Spring, but with very close ties still to Uganda. And I want to thank you both for your work and continuing to call attention to what has been going on in Uganda for many, many years, Um, initially through your music, Bobby, and continuing on to do this through the politics. Mm -hmm. You have our support in the diaspora, and we really hope that you continue um, calling the attention to what is happening. And um, just don't give up. We're watching, we're paying attention, we're supporting, um, and I want to give you, you know, as many... Congratulations and, and and strength for moving forward. But we're very proud of you. Um, you. I'm born and raised in the States. Like I said, I don't I have not lived in Uganda, but I've spent a lot of time there. And for so much of my family, Museveni M7 is the only president that they know. And um, we're ready for change. Everybody is, is ready for change. So thank you so much for putting your life and your and on the line for us. Um, and for really the freedom of and liberation of Uganda and other countries um, on the continent. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate That was a very kind comment. Beautiful, beautiful caller. Thank you for being a first-time caller. Nazozi, uh, don't make it the last time. I want to give people a few more samples from the film. During the election, you and members of your campaign for president, as well as the broader Ugandan public, face severe punishments for running in opposition to President Museveni, as you've been describing, of course. So here's a clip of you and members of your family deciding to send your children to the United States, first the children, for their safety. Be confident, children. Be prayerful. Think about us every day. We will be thinking about you. You know, and we hope you will never ever have to run away from your country ever again. And in an interview with Al Jazeera after your arrest, you were asked if you're hopeful about the future of Uganda. 
Here's what you had to say then. I'm very hopeful for Uganda's future. I know that regardless of the oppression, I know that no matter how many people are tortured, imprisoned, or even killed, I know that freedom will come to Uganda someday. So, Bobby, I wonder how hopeful you are as you sit here today. You know, I think many Americans find it hard to be hopeful in the current times about the future of this country, even though our conditions here are objectively less volatile. We're not ruled by a military dictatorship. Police aren't gunning down protesters in the street. Uh, Are you still hopeful for the future of Uganda? Yes. Yes, I'm hopeful. Um, I've been hopeful already that uh, um, because I'm sure we are standing on the truth, because I know that oppressed people historically have not been, op- have never stayed oppressed forever. We've seen examples from uh, slavery to colonialism to apartheid to many dictatorships all over the world. They have fallen. No matter how long they stand, they have fallen. The truth always stands and freedom always reigns. I know and I'm sure the same will happen because um, the same examples have been shown. But I'm even more sure now that one day Uganda will be free because we have been able to break the confines of, 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 of the regime about information. We've been able to tell our story beyond our borders. We've been able to show the entire world the situation in Uganda. And I'm even more hopeful after the film is nominated for the Oscars. That means it will reach far. That means we have we stand more chances of the authorities in America to see the situation in Uganda and to see what they are sponsoring. I'm more hopeful that more Americans will see the situation and that will spark a discussion that will ultimately cause a change in the policies of America towards Uganda. I know that it is that film that was shown in the 80s here in America that showed the evils of the apartheid regime in South Africa that caused a world discussion that ultimately led to the freedom of Mandela and finally the freedom of South Africa and the fall of the apartheid regime. So I see the same trajectory and I know that even if I don't become president, at least I know that the people of Uganda have been awakened so much, especially the uh, young people and the world has seen the situation in Uganda. And whatever contribution that our generation has given, whatever contribution that this film has brought, we shall forever be proud of that contribution that we laid to You know, Bobby, I I think if there is one issue from Uganda that people in the United States know a little bit about, um, it's probably the big strain of anti-LGBTQ policies coming from the government and to some degree that that exists at that level in the in the country at large. Yes. Uh, to what degree is that an issue for you or was it in your presidential campaign? Yeah, first of all, um, we affirm believers in human rights for all Ugandans. And uh, we believe that, you know, uh, the regime in Uganda is just, you know, using that to uh, target especially 
uh, opponents, including ourselves in the opposition. But we've said it time and again that we are firm believers in human rights for every Ugandan from all walks of life. Let me get one more fan on here, someone who I think maybe didn't know so much, like the earlier caller who's Ugandan-American, but saw the movie, Marianne in the East Village. You're on WNYC. Hi, Marianne. We have about 30 seconds for you. Hi, Hi, Brian. Thank you for having them on. Hi, Bobby and Moses. It's an honor to speak to you. Thank you. Bobby, I agree with everything you said just now, and I didn't know much at all. I'm embarrassed to say Uganda. And I'm rooting for you for the Oscars. This is the power of documentaries. Thank you. Thank you. Marianne, thank you very much. Yeah, so Moses, let's end on on that question. Um, Bobby was just speaking so eloquently about what he hopes recognition for this film at the Oscars will help achieve for the cause. Uh, do you do you see it that way? I mean, when you make a documentary, it's not like making a feature film. Feature films, you know, may also have very important messages. Of course, they, they often do. But when you make a documentary, it's, it's even more about, I think you probably went into it, trying to change the world for the better, at least Uganda for the better in some way. And so what do you think recognition, if you do win the Oscar, might mean to the cause? Uh, firstly, Brian, um, this this recognition is, you know, we receive it with utmost gratitude. We are humbled by this recognition. Um, not so many times uh, stories like ours are highlighted, but this is really a great honor. And we thank all the people, all the supporters that yes. have gotten us to this point. Even just the nomination. Yes, please. Honor. Yes, please. It is. Uh, but Brian, I, I'll make this point. Our film is not just only about the Ugandan dictatorship. Our film highlights the fragility of democracies around the world. We hope that uh, democracy loving uh, people in the world and audiences, when they see this film, will know that they need to protect their democracies. Democracies are very fragile systems. They need our protection, most especially here in America um, and many other countries, Europe. And because, you know, this causes, if you lose your democracy, you'll have a situation like what we have in Uganda. We've never had a democracy. Uganda is the second youngest country in the world. Uh, 85% of the population is under the age of 35. So it's a, we are very hopeful people, but we have never had a democracy. So I hope that this film will highlight the need to protect democracies around the world. Thank and you. Their, their listeners is the first of this year's edition of our annual series in which we invite the directors and sometimes, as today, the, uh, the subjects of the five Oscar-nominated feature-length documentaries. My guests have been Bobby Wine and Moses Bio, Moses, the director of the Oscar-nominated film, Bobby Wine, the People's President. An honor to have both of you with us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian.